Hello again, everyone. I'm Alexa Anderson, and in my last podcast, if you didn't get the chance to check it out, I discussed the relevance of schizophrenia, providing information about what the symptoms look like, what some documented causes are, and the existing treatments that are out there for individuals with schizophrenia. Today, however, I will dive into two different viewpoints about schizophrenia. I'll be discussing the neurodevelopmental model of schizophrenia and how this mental illness involves multiple genes and is associated with environmental and developmental factors. So to start off, I would like to introduce the neurodevelopmental model of schizophrenia as my first viewpoint. This model is defined in the text as a model in which a genetic vulnerability in early neurodevelopmental insults results in impaired connections between many brain regions. These brain regions include the cerebral cortex, white matter, the hippocampus, the cerebellum, and parts of the limbic system. This neurodevelopmental model is supported by findings suggesting that gene mutations leading to schizophrenia may produce disruptions in the development of fetal prefrontal cortical circuitry. This defective neural circuitry creates a vulnerability to dysfunctions that are revealed by developmental processes and events during puberty, and also by the exposure to stress. Some examples used to explain these events include synaptic and hormonal changes. This neurodevelopmental model is also consistent with the findings that infants and children who later develop schizophrenia often display developmental impairments in motor, language, cognitive, and social functioning well before the onset of their psychotic symptoms. To make this a little easier for you guys to understand, this model is stating that the underlying pathology of schizophrenia has its roots in brain development and emphasizes that the brain's abnormalities do not manifest themselves until adolescence or early adulthood. I wanted to include that the neurodevelopmental model of schizophrenia was proposed to understand why this mental illness was not expressed clinically until 15 to 20 years after birth, at which times it progressively does disable victims. This model provides a useful framework when understanding how a condition like schizophrenia, which first presents as a disorder in adolescence or early adulthood, can be partly understood as a function of events occurring much earlier in one's development. This disorder is interesting because historically, autism and schizophrenia were lumped together as a single condition. Today, they are now recognized as separate disorders. We must keep in mind that the use of the same diagnostic criteria for children and adults facilitates comparisons between cases of childhood onset and adult onset schizophrenia, and identification of important progression in the disorder during the course of development. However, schizophrenia may be expressed differently at different ages for all. For my second viewpoint, I would like to discuss how schizophrenia involves multiple genes and how this relates with environmental and developmental factors in individuals. Genetics are one of the most significant risk factors for schizophrenia, it being said that variations in many genes are more likely to contribute to the risk of developing this mental illness. In many cases, multiple genetic changes each with a small effect combined to increase the risk of developing. So in other words, the more of these gene variations that a person has, the greater risk for developing schizophrenia. And although it is said that schizophrenia tends to run in families, there is no single gene that is thought to be responsible. So it is likely that the more different combinations of genes we see do make people more vulnerable to this condition. However, having these genes does not necessarily mean you will develop schizophrenia. 
So the text states that there's a strong genetic contribution when suggesting that schizophrenia is seen in individuals, with estimates around 80%. This theory states that multiple genes among relatives can increase the risk of developing this illness. This is actually supported by an example used in the textbook, and it states that schizophrenia was seen in an individual when the presence of a parent with psychosis was combined with maternal depression during pregnancy. While there are theories of combinations of multiple genes being associated with the occurrence of schizophrenia, environmental and developmental factors also contribute to this theory, that they may increase the likelihood of one developing schizophrenia. I've been saying that schizophrenia is an illness in which various risk factors may be present. With this being said though, non-genetic factors may be seen as environmental and may act through different time periods. Time periods to consider when thinking about these environmental risks contributing to schizophrenia include early life, childhood, and later life experiences. Within this theory, it should be known that psychosocial factors do not cause schizophrenia, but may however interact with other factors, including genetics and development, affecting the onset, course, and severity of the disorder. In the text, some non-genetic factors that were included and said that may interact with the genetic component of schizophrenia consisted of exposure to infectious, toxic, or traumatic insults, and even stress during prenatal or postnatal development. So I wanted to quickly discuss some of the risk factors that are seen in certain time periods and that have been proposed to influence the onset of schizophrenia. I've already mentioned that these time periods consist of early life, childhood, and later life. So to get right into it, early and shortly after birth, we have this time period known as early life. This early life stage is actually a crucial phase, and some factors we may see include maternal malnutrition, maternal stress, and prenatal and postnatal infection. These early life risk factors may interact with genetic factors and may be associated with the presence of schizophrenia seen in individuals. Within the childhood phase, it is likely that child-rearing experiences, head injuries, and possible child abuse influence the impact when trying to understand how schizophrenia is seen earlier and in later life. And now, with the later life risk factors, these are said to be more often considered when determining the onset of schizophrenia, and these factors may include drug abuse, urbanization, social adversity, and life events. This theory of multiple genes is also associated with developmental vulnerability factors. Research on schizophrenia points to a widespread developmental disruption of neural connections. This meaning that disrupted neural connections are likely to involve susceptible genes, impacting how developmental processes are involved when establishing those connections within and between brain regions. The developmental model when regarding schizophrenia actually focuses on risk factors seen in early life, when trying to understand the development of this illness. This theory of developmental model in schizophrenia is actually interesting to me because it proposes that this illness is the end state of abnormal neurodevelopmental processes in which it has started years before the illness onset. And this does conclude my second podcast. I enjoyed discussing some of these viewpoints when talking about schizophrenia with you guys and do hope you all enjoy as well as want to take interest when understanding schizophrenia. Thank you for listening.